updating. Allen, deep shot, touchdown! On the line to Stephon Diggs! Hey, what's going on, Table Breakers? Welcome to another episode of 7-1 Blitz. Uh, as you can see, you get the pleasure of seeing our ugly faces today. Um, my name is Gabe. I'm joined by the real DJ Mac, Dougie Producer, and just, just look at this guy. The freaking cannon. Look at, look at him. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right. No, you're not doing that. Oh, no. no, no it's no, over. No, we're done. All right. We're going back to just audio. We're officially those. Oh. We're officially just a bunch of drunk Bills fans, I guess. All right. So, um, before anything else, actually, a bit of uh, important news. Uh, we are very happy to announce that we are going to be joining the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Uh, we're all very excited. We're all grateful for this opportunity, and uh, we can't wait to get rolling with the rest of the guys. You guys excited? Hell yeah. Super excited. Let's go. Really happy Hell part yeah. of the game. Let's get this on the road. Hell yeah, for sure. All right. So, to, well, okay. So, we're going to be officially under Built in Buffalo starting next week. We have a big episode planned. It uh, should be awesome. For this week, uh, we're going to continue last week's conversation where we talked about the Bills' offense, and we're going to switch gears to the defense. Uh, so, who wants to get started? Where do you guys want to dive in on this bad boy? I think uh, we should dive in uh, right uh, right with the defensive tackles. Pretty much figure out that situation there. Start with the big boys? Yeah, start with the big boys yeah, up the you middle. Get, you, you build from the front out. Come on now. Exactly. You know what? I agree with that. You don't build an a, you don't build a house starting with the attic. All right. Exactly. Um, all right, so you don't fun. build a house with just a chandelier. You're fired. Um, who's, ready for, who's ready for the Ed Oliver breakout year? In this case, Ed Oliver, break right, out. Let's you? talk about your boy Ed Oliver uh, and his um, counterpart. There you go, and his uh, counterpart star Latulale, who will be back this year <laughs> after opting out due to COVID. Uh, it's going to be good having both those guys back inside. I think Ed benefits from that very much, um, and they got they got you know they got a little bit of depth at the position. We got Vernon Butler, we got Justin Zimmer, uh, Harrison Phillips got injured, so. I mean, yeah. it's a contract year for him, too. So, I mean, is he an odd man out this early, or do they just let him play out? Apparently, the, the injure, injury wasn't as severe as they made it. They just don't know the timeline yet. That's yeah, I mean, good. he's 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 got to be a cut candidate for me. <clears throat> because yeah, he had so much – yeah, because he had so much upside, for like, for especially – like, he was really good in 2019 before the injury, and then he just hasn't been able to get it together. It's just been unfortunate for him. Too bad. I, I like the guy, but DJ's right. Um, you got to be available. Yeah, I mean that might be an unpopular opinion among fans. I know we cling to our favorites sometimes, but uh, availability is the best. You know, your best quality. And uh, with this being a contractor, you can't imagine him staying after this year anyway. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, is that something they just rip the bandaid off now? And they, I mean, you c- can't imagine them keeping. All of him, Vernon Butler, Justin Zimmer, all those guys. Like, it's going to be a hard decision. 
You know, I would think Vernon Butler would be another guy that may not stick around. If anyone's going to get cut, I feel like it could be Vernon Butler. It also could be Zimmer. Uh, and, and I think Zimmer, like Zimmer, Zimmer he, he's too he's too good on special teams. Yeah, they like him on special I think they teams. They like Zimmer, especially also <clears throat> they want to do what? Especially at the cost. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Vernon Butler kind of cost a lot. Even take, I, didn't he take a pay cut? He did. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. Defensive tackles for me, I think it's going to be Ed. Or no. Ed, Ed. Ed, in, uh, Ed, Ed, and Star. Ed and Star. Ed and Star. Ed is going to be – Ed is actually going to be playing in his uh, original technique this year. So, expect. I'm, I'm really expecting a big year from him. Because I people so are like, too. oh, he's like, it's just he played out of position last year. He wasn't playing in the original technique of the of his original defensive tackle position. He's been playing. He was playing what Star was playing, and and he was double teamed every single every single week. So, yeah, I think he'll have a big year with Star coming back. I think that's going to help him uh, well, immensely. Well, I'm glad we're starting with defensive tackles because the biggest issue uh, Bills defense had last year, we all know, was stopping the run. Yes. Oh, yeah. Last couple of years, you can say that for actually. Yeah, you can. But I think it was heightened or highlighted a little more last year, given that it was probably one of their few Achilles heels uh, in the whole season. Usually, there's a lot more, um, you know, rent uh, monkey wrenches in there, but that seemed to be their only problem last year. So I kind of want to dive into. Who they were playing, who were going to be playing, and like what running backs we might be seeing. So who Star and Ed might be playing. So week one we got Najee Harris. Week three we got Gibson with McKissick. Uh, just some, I'm just throwing big names out there. We're we're going to be playing Derrick Henry again, uh, James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, <coughs> Alvera, uh, Leonard Fournette with Ronald Jones is going to be in there. McCaffrey's in there. Um, James Robinson. James Robinson, Miami's trio of backs. So, I mean, they're going to be facing uh, pretty decent running backs. And I'm not saying teams are going to run the ball all day because it's a passing league. We all know that. And it was shootout. I know we like our chances, but we're here to talk about the defense. Um, but how do you guys like our interior lining up against some of those guys that I mentioned? Um, Najee scares the shit out of me week one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no tape on the guy other than the college tape, and I'm sure that's not going to be what he's doing <clears throat> pound for pound uh, with Pittsburgh. So he's, he's he scares me week one. That could be – if he gets going early and gets a crowd out of it, that's I don't like that at all. Actually, that's week one right off the bat. And even Miami, they got, they got some – that's going to be a tough one running back battle too. Yeah, they don't have any nah. star running backs, but they they have two solid guys in gas. And I mean, Gisecki can gas you. So, I mean. We're talking about running backs. Running backs. What the fuck are you uh, talking about Gisecki? No, not Gisecki. Not um, Gaskin? Gaskin. I, I said Gaskin. I get them mixed up a lot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Can't edit live videos, can you? Nope. <laughs> it's funny. Nope. <laughs> it's funny. I, I think I got Gaskin, one of my fancy teams, so. Good to know, but no, no, I'm I'm being straightforward though. He, that that dude's a beast. 
Yeah, obviously they have where with Miami will be more focused on the receivers because that has more depth. But uh, actually, Gabe, you actually forgot about. Did you say Ant- Ant- Antonio Gibson for the for the I football did. team? Oh, you yeah, did. Okay. Three, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Derrick Henry week six will be a very very tough one. But I mean, we held him last year to like the or was it last year? We held him to like the lowest total he had all season. 59 yards. Yeah. And the whole reason why people thought it was way better was because the one – because of – he destroyed Josh Norman. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Like, literally. Yeah, not, he had, like, he's still falling somewhere. Hey, he's falling he's off just, milk crates. He's just in space, just getting – like, just floating. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, in week 11, you got to worry about the Colts coming to town. Jonathan Taylor Gunner, and Marlon yeah. Mack. Um, the good offensive line too. Uh, Hines, you would you would think just, maybe Quentin Nelson's back by then, which would be huge for them. That would be a tough one. Yeah. And the following week, immediately you got Alvin Kamara. Um, no rest well, of the wicked there for sure. They're going to be an interesting team because they have a lot of question marks, obviously, but mm. because it, it could be the situation where like Kamara is the only player that we have to worry about. You know, Unless I don't know. Unless Jameis Winston decides that, you know, he really – the LASIK works out for him. I think, be, uh, I well, think he'll be okay. And he just torches defenses. Unless they trade him, Michael Thomas will be back by then, probably. Yeah. I think another, another tough one is going to be week 15, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yep. Comes to town. Yep. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there's snow for that one. It's in December, so – Let's hope for some shit weather. I think that's really it. I think those are the toughest backs we'll, we'll see all yeah. year. Majority of the games, you're going to have a tough running back. I'm like, Almost every team, minus like two or three, you're going to have a running back problem. Yeah, minus the fucking Jets. For sure. Um, hey, Jets can't do anything. Yeah, Michael Carter is, gonna be, is getting disrespected. He was solid in Carolina. But we'll see. It's, we're gonna have to see their offensive line hey, matchup. Obviously, hey, anyone on the, down the Jets this year is getting blown out. All right, so you guys know. Yeah, their players are getting blown out. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted a, another issue we had. Um, I mean, on the line was pass rush, and I'm gonna. I'm only. I only want to talk about this one time because we know the guys are obviously making the team. But, you know, we draft Rousseau and Basham. Um, I'm pumped for those guys. Looks like Rousseau's going to be better earlier than expected. Uh, So that's great to hear. Uh, He put a move on Sewell, um, who was the top-rated offensive lineman in the draft two weeks ago in that preseason game. Do you see his stats so far? He's had about 20 snaps, I think, in the preseason. I know it's preseason pledge here now. You know, you don't take take it too far, but. Russo hurries had like seven sacks on like twenty snaps, or at least seven hurries. It's something cra- crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean we do have to respect that it is still preseason, but like going against Swell is very. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely coming in faster than people thought he would be because he was just he was right now what people looked at him was that was a newly turned defensive end that had one good year in college and then he opted out, and the fact that he's already already showing like just like his athleticism is really what really separates him. No, that, that dude's athleticism mixed in with his height and his body mass. Like he's got the huge wingspan. Yeah, absolutely. And he's been I mean, I know he only had that one, he, 
Yeah, and he had that one year in college, but in that one year in college, he was behind Chase Young for the yeah. for the oh, lead, for the lead in sacks in the nation. So if if he didn't opt out and and played another year or whatever, if he didn't sit out that year after that, he would have been what the number one guy in the nation would have been a top ten pick. So it's like yeah, yeah, I can say that pretty. Yeah, I can say that confidently. If Chase Young was the number two pick and Rousseau put up the consistent numbers, he would have been a top ten pick, hundred percent. So and we have might have a steal here. That get him at thirty, yeah. not trading up or anything. Pick. Looks like we kind of yeah. slept on a little bit, I think, in the moment. Uh, but credit to McDermott for knowing just a little bit more football than for Ayatu, who do a podcast. Just a little bit, not that much though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty upset with the pick, but I guess it's gonna pan out from what it sounds like. For sure. Um, I'm going for him and Dash, and so, both of them are going to be fucking. So who's sick. starting on the at that edge position though, week one? Uh, Jerry Hughes and Russo. Yeah, I, you got at least put Hughes in there and wait up. Wait, what do we think on Mario Addison? We think what's going to happen? Well, I was going to ask that. They're going to. I, 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 I think they're going to. I think, I think he's going to stay. I think Vernon Butler is going to be the casualty if, if one of those two, if it's Addison or Butler, I think Butler gets cut. The thing is that Bean and McDermott really do believe in the rotation. Like there, it feels oh, like that. Yeah. Like every, like every, every other week, there's always like a different guy there. And it's I feel be- like they love like their depth of that position so much that it's going to stay that way. Yeah, I, I, I think want to see rotation because I want to see right, have a good year. That right side alone, you have Addison, who's currently listed as the starter, but that could change. And then you have Epinez and Basham, two second back-to-back second-round picks who they both love. Um, how how do we see that playing out? Like, I mean, obviously it's obviously it's whoever performs the best gets the most reps, obviously. But uh, who do you guys see maybe taking over the reins on that right end spot? I think Epineza. Uh, I think Epineza. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty simple there. You got the year under his belt. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about Bash is that I think Bash was actually one of the most polished edge rushers out He's, there. Like out there, like. His floor is really, really high, but sadly, I don't think he's going to develop beyond that. But I think he, if he gets a lot of starting reps, I feel like he could definitely have a, solid, a very, very solid season. Because no. he went against some of the best uh, offensive tackles in the ACC. So, Yeah. Let's not forget Obata either. That's very interesting. Like It, it is. He's, he's been showing out in camp. He's been showing, so it's just it's. But we at least have to be happy with like what I said before the depth that they have. Like it's just going to be interesting how that all settles out once training. Yeah, that whole dead line's deep. That's deep. Yeah, I mean, we said like, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go, game. Okay, I was just going to say. I mean, we run a base four three, which you could say again. Last year had its issues because of the opt outs, and that kind of messed up the scheme a little bit get your guys back. You can go back to playing what you can play best, which again is the base four, three. Um, and I, I honestly, you look at some of these names and it's kind of like pick your poison. It doesn't look like a weak defensive line that we saw last year. Um, the main thing obviously for everyone is uh, staying healthy and then staying consistent. So, and then with the support of like Milano and uh, Tremaine and, um, like AJ Klein and them, uh, I mean, I, I don't see the run being 
terrible. I mean, run defense being terrible. I just with those names, I don't see it. Yeah, DJ's so impressed that he just left in the middle of it. What the hell? What did he do? Join another podcast? <laughs> I know he did that a couple days ago. Yeah. All right. Back to the original three. Oh no, there he is. Yeah, technical difficulties. Sorry, yeah, guys. He was, at, he was so impressed with the D line that he had, he had to leave the room. <laughs> he, couldn't stand, he couldn't handle it. He just went like, man, I, he, he just wants to join the line. That's why he wants to join the big boys down there. Yeah, why not? Fuck not. <laughs> well, 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 someone give, give Brandon on the phone and come on. Talk about yeah, DJ. DJ, I don't know if you heard, but I was saying, uh, you know, with our base 4 3. With uh, those guys coming back, um, I don't see the run defense being as big an issue as last year, being as the we have the personnel to match the scheme. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. All right, let's get to let's get to linebackers now, actually, because there's actually a couple things I wanted to bring up here because um, obviously we know that Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano were going to be the two starting linebackers, but Travis Matikovich, he's I think well, I don't know people I don't know if people hate Tremaine Edmonds. Oh, that's right. He's, he's a boss. He's a boss. He's definitely a boss. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I missed the memo, guys. Sorry about that. Fucking seven foot linebacker who can run a four or five or whatever it is. Doug, he's just a little slower than you. Uh, with that four five. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Seven foot linebacker who can cover tight ends and do just about anything. You go, oh, I hate him. And he's like, ten, and he's like 12 years old. So, uh, <laughs> no, I love Tremaine. shoulder injury. I think he's great. Matt Milano is one of the best pass coverage linebackers in the NFL. Travis Matkovich, um, he's Travis. He's like, uh, he's, yeah. Tyler. Um, it's Matikovich. Yeah, it's Tyler. It's Tyler. You fucking butchered that guy's name. Hopefully, he's not listening. Holy shit, Tyler Matikovich. Say it again. Come on, Doug. Come on. Wow, Rich is <laughs> teaching you how to say words. You hit rock bottom. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Matikovich. Thank you. There we go. You got it. Tyler Matikovich. He's a he's like the solid backup, and he's a good special teamer. So he's obviously gonna make the roster. But other but other bubble players are like Tyrell Dotson and oh, he's definitely a bubble player. Dotson, absolutely, yeah. Who else? Joe Giles Harris, Giles Harris, Gillies Harris. No, Gillies Harris. He might be a lot because of special teams. Yeah, he's been doing he's been doing some good stuff on special teams. Well, that's um. Now wait till we get there. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Linebacker. Linebacker is pretty easy though. Let's address. Why. Okay, I want to actually. Not many people like because we're all focused on the pass rush, and okay, that's the reason. Maybe they lost the AFC Championship, couldn't get pressure on Mahomes. Whatever stuff like that, that's a big thing. Everyone's saying if we get a pass rush, we can get to the next step. And I agree with that. Um, I do. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I see more issues now with the secondary than with the line. Um, I see one really good corner in Trey White. Um, I'm not concerned that everyone's saying he had an off year last year. That's not really like, – I'm not going to dwell on that. Um, but I don't see much depth at the corner position. I know McDermott's a good defensive coach. I'm not saying you need four first-round pick guys in the position, but I don't get why they love Levi Wallace so much. Because he's yeah. he made plays. He makes plays. No matter, no matter. We've talked about this. No matter who's on the other side of Trey White, they're always going to get exposed. I mean, Trey yeah, White's he's solid, good. but 
it seems it like matter. they're really like they're like it seems like that they're banking on him, just banking on him. Like we have solid one and two. And I'm not saying that Levi Wallace is a bad corner, but I really do think we need someone else to really take it beyond yeah. that. DBT you know spot. who impressed me this because we got tort because I know that the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but we should really be the more corners the better, and we can't just keep hoping just like picking people in the fifth and sixth round and hoping that they fill in. Well, watching the those the first two preseason games, you know, impressed me a little bit. Nick Nick McLeod, I think he could be someone that that could be on that opposite side. If something were if you if you were to need to replace Levi or Taron, what about what about Dane Jackson? Well, him too. I'm just saying Nick McLeod's a newer guy. I'm just saying like not many. I think he's someone that might, might they may keep. I mean, I'm probably oh. wrong, but I think just from my perspective, I think there's a lot of dependence on aging safeties to make up for lost ground. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like same thing. I, they really our, I think I think that's the best one of the best safety tandems in the league. Top five at top five tandem, maybe even top three. Um, but they are getting a little older and I mean you see them in man coverage sometimes, sometimes they take guys one on one. Um, but I just think that's asking a little much. Well, they're a little high on Joquan Johnson, I heard. I heard they're, they're high on him. Well, Hamlin's been playing lights out, too. Yeah, I've heard about Hamlin. They he they really like Pittsburgh. Yeah, Hamlin's the future there for sure. He'll he'll be a replacement to Hyder, one of those two guys, Hyder Poyer. One of them has one year left, don't they, one of them? Um, no, I think they were both signed to extensions. They're playing okay, together yeah. in the next two yeah. years. But, again – not knocking them, but I mean well, they are up. Well, no, let's just be honest. When you get to the playoffs, like this team's going to, you're going to face Patrick Mahomes' offense. You're going to face. I know we think it's just Ryan Tannehill, but you have, and even in the regular season, you have to face AJ Brown with Julio Jones. Can they hang with that? I think so. Uh, this year, I, I, um, this I year, think that. Pat- I think that pass rush will be so much better that the secondary will kind of have it easier Maybe. because they'll be getting yeah. to the quarterback. That's a good point. I do believe that safety is going to be a top need next year. It's definitely going to be a top need because I mean, they got, like, they, like, they, like, this is going to last year where like Poyer and higher at least before they start regressing. I don't know so though, just, man. I think we said that last year and then they played like they did last year. I, these guys are still in pretty good shape. They're not really losing a step. Well, I see Hyde losing it before Poyer because Poyer was actually considered one of the best. Like, there was a ranking I can't remember, but like he was like a top five safety safety last year at the strong safety position. I I mean I guess, but I was I I would still say I would say Hyde losing a step would still be better than Jamal Adams. Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking Mike a hot Mike. He's just a well. <laughs> Adams is just like a just an extra linebacker. Yeah, I don't know. I think Hyde losing a step is still better than most, but I I agree. It's a, it's going to be a need at some point. But I think Hamlin will be a replacement for one of those guys, and they can address the other one through free agency, through a trade, through the draft. They'll figure it out. I think I'll, I think I see them addressing it through the draft because I feel I like just, I just worry that in case of an injury to any of the because the top three players in the secondary are Trey White and the two safeties. Anything happening to one of those guys, I could see it being a complete collapse for the secondary. Yep. 
I think you have wiggle room if White goes down. Depends depending on who you play. Because I think White missed a game or so. I think it was last year, and I don't think they lost that much of a step. I forgot what game it was, but I know they missed. He missed some time last year. I don't know if they'd have the depth. I mean, it would depend which game it is, but if if let's just say it depends what game. I don't. I don't know if you don't have. Yeah, White. No, no. If Trey, dude, if Trey White goes down, then it's over. Because then you only you're only gonna have Taron Johnson, <laughs> Levi Wallace. I'm I'm pretty much he gets promoted right to an outside cornerback, and it's just. I do think Taron Johnson should get more playing time than just when he's in the nickel set. I do think they should try to bring him out more. I know that maybe they should. Not- I don't know if they, he's just not good at that, but I mean, I would, I'd give it a shot. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking Taron Johnson at all. Like that's no, the I think he's team. the second best corner of the team by far. Yeah, but I don't think, but I just don't think you want him as your CB one. Like he really no. is meant for that CB two. Like really meant for that CB two. Like he's really good as that extra guy. But if he's your number one guy, then it's just there's so much that he can handle. Definitely not built for that. I agree. But I think you're more, you'd be probably more worried if Hyde and Poyer so went down. What is this? What is the defense? What what does this if, defense have to hold? Uh, other, what are the, what does this defense have to hold other teams to as far as points? Well, so we I think squeeze, so we can get wins. What do they? It how, may depend on the team you play. I think most not, teams will be twenty, um, but. If you play Kansas City, Tennessee, more t- Kansas City level or Tennessee, maybe twenty-five ish points, but then depends on the team you play. I know we're expecting to score thirty-ish a game with our offense. You know, high twenties, low thirties would probably be the average. Um. So I mean, the de- it's more so defense has to be good enough. It doesn't have to be. Best in the league. It doesn't have to be the 2000 Ravens. It doesn't have to. It be just has to be a top 15 top unit. That's it. And it's I. And that's just crazy to see because, like, b- before last year, we were considered like a top unit in the you NFL. And you just stole my be- point there. <laughs> I remember that when, when the, the. Oh no! This, I was going to say that it's crazy to think that before last year, because before, the, your ordinary Bills team was like you need the offense to just be good enough because the defense will carry you, but. Well, I mean, that's an interesting conversation because do, do we think – I know, I mean, when you go out on the field, uh, it should be no matter what the score is, no matter what your offense looks like, no matter what your defense looks like, no matter what your job is, perform at the highest level that you can. But mm-hmm. it's crazy because you see a lot of times when one side of the ball starts to do better, like particularly offensively, like defensively uh, – I don't know if they're not as urgent or you cut, like, you know, there's a little slack there. Um, you think that's a thing? They I think could so. be. Because sometimes, you know, if you know that you need a stop on defense. You kind of, you know, raise your game a little bit. A little bit. I know that's a thing. Um, like, if you know – I mean, they're not going to admit that they don't trust the other guys you know, on the other side, but sometimes – they maybe they feel that they feel the weight of the team on their backs. Maybe that those eleven guys out there to like maybe step it up a little bit. I think an interesting conversation would be like, when do we think that shift finally happened? Because obviously the year before was like, you know, okay, offense, mm-hmm. don't screw up, don't do this. I think the shift and then, happened. 
That's wonder right. if it happened during train, training camp last year where it really did really did change the time when the offense carried the team. I'm going to say probably partly through the 2019 season because I think that's when Josh Allen started becoming getting into his form. Like they, Josh Allen, you see today, I think that was like through the 2019 season. They, they kind of like see that, you know, he's your guy. He, he's going to like be the guy that, I don't know, carry you. I don't like the better words. Well, yeah, I mean, this, this is an offensive league. That's, there's no doubt about it. There's no denying it. It shifted more towards offense. If you were to ask this question 10 years ago, you'd say, 10, 15 years ago, you'd say, defense is the most important thing. That's what's going to win you a championship. Your offense has to be serviceable. I think that's kind of flipped now. It's ironic, though, because the Bills have a defensive-minded coach, but their offense is like skyrocketing under him. So that's kind of interesting to see that. Well, I think that's what great coaches do. Like, look at McDermott. I mean, and even Belichick, who's defensive-minded. They're, oh, yeah. they're also probably top 10 guys, even uh, as far as offensively-minded, if you think about it. I mean, okay, maybe not top 10. But that's not to say they don't know their shit on offense. Like, I'm pretty sure they understand well enough to, okay, maybe <clears> they those are their roots, defense, and maybe they call defensive plays more than offensive plays, and they leave that to the coordinators. But I still believe that their understanding of the offensive side of the ball is still, uh, you know, top of the top of the notch. Well, they both have really good offensive coordinators too. Like well, Belichick had yeah. McDaniel's. We have Dable. These guys are really good at what they do, so it makes everything else a little bit easier for everyone well, around them. McDaniel's as a as a head coach. He, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He might. Be oh, Dable should easily be head coach in this league, too. I, from reports that I've read about him, he's definitely gonna get. He's definitely gonna get a job next year, hundred percent. I mean, that's inevitable. I think. Well, yeah, we should have got one. Yeah, we got lucky. Wasn't the Chargers coach? Yeah, they're gonna regret that. Well, you, you know, so? I think what happened back in January. The reason why I think a lot of teams didn't want to wait until the Bills season were, was done. Yeah, that was a thing because the Bills kept advancing and they couldn't interview with him because he was still coaching. I think that was the whole thing back in January. They wanted Did to they just guys. make a rule where you're not allowed to hire – you're not allowed to, like, hire until a certain point so then uh, coaches who are part of winning teams don't miss out because, you know, they're trying to win a Super Bowl? I'm pretty sure yeah. they just changed that rule. They did. So now it's – they was definitely gone next year 100%. Especially with that. It depends on the vacancies, though, too. I don't know if it'll be as full as last year. No, I expect only, like, uh, like less than five teams probably looking for a coach. I think, like, three. Wait, we guys want to name those teams? Who is it? Who is yeah. Fired? Chicago. Minnesota. Chicago, yep. Oh, you think Mike Zimmer? Yep. How about Houston? I think Minnesota. No, nah, he just hired a coach. Well, I'm, Minnesota, I know they just hired him, but you can still fire a guy after one year if he's bad. Minnesota did that. Minnesota makes a ton of sense. Rich, shut up. Minnesota makes a ton of sense <laughs> if you think about it, because they're probably done with Kirk Cousins. Dable's going to go there and take Trubisky with him, and that's how they're going to start it. Um, damn, that would kill a lot of Bears fans. If oh, another candidate, Vic Fangio. <laughs> I, I was going to say that. Teddy Bridgewater named the QB. That's, uh, you know. 
I know he got a 10-year deal, but Gruden? Gruden, Maybe. definitely, yes. Well, they they have, they have, he got a 10-year deal. He still get fired. They still have to give him the $100 million if he gets fired, though. So, I don't know. I mean, it was I, bad I, in the Raiders. So, price. just imagine getting fired, and then for the next seven years, you're just sad getting fired. Yeah. Hey, you're getting Bobby, in the air Bobby Manila. Where was that Matt's player name is? You know, he still gets paid every every July. Bobby Benito next year. Great. So as you can see, we shifted to a total NFL podcast. Uh, Yep. Hey, I mean, we will cover more of just the whole league in general, I think, going forward anyway. Um, Obviously, Bills are our first priority, but that doesn't mean – can't talk about the rest of the league. Hey, you gotta talk, gotta talk about the opponents too sometimes, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we do next week. Next week we break down uh, for our we break down the schedule, we give our season preview predictions, all the fun shit. Action packed, loaded episode. Our first one with built in Buffalo. So I think we'll we'll have a little bit more fun next week. For sure. A lot more to talk about. As people show up. <laughs> well, I guess we got to keep fucking talking now. Because <laughs> we're literally talking to nobody. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we got some viewers. Look at that. I know we're talking about that. Look at that. There we go. Hi, hi people watching us. No one's watching. Um uh... <laughs> No, they're just looking at what is this shit? Yeah, they're probably like, fuck this, I'm done. Feel bad for listening to us. I feel bad for them. Yeah, stupid dude up in the top corner with a pan of a bucket on drinking out of a little cup that was made for a doll. Um <laughs> This cup says crippling sports on it, so um yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm branded. Not anymore. <laughs> Disbanded. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think I think that's it, right? I mean, we, the defensive episode's always boring because the yeah. defense is what it is. We just had to we just had to get out of the way. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. Just scoop that shit out of there. It's it, you know it's still preseason. It's preseason for us too. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, we know a lot of these guys. A lot of the fans know a lot of these guys. Okay, there's no reason to talk about a first round pick. We know what he is. Um, until we see stuff on the field, what's there to even say? So I mean, we know what to expect. We know the situation. That it is what it is. Exactly. Yes, sir. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Seven One Blitz. Uh, and remember to follow and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, wherever hell your freaking television, wherever you listen to your podcast, and to get your daily dose of mediocrity. No. You mean Blitz? Oh. Daily Dose. I don't know. We don't... Do we have a tagline yet? I don't think we have a tagline yet. Oh, yeah. We have to come up. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Daily we Dose one... of... Shit. Daily Dose of going off the rails? No, no. We'll come up nah, with nah, that. That sounds too cheesy. Can't okay. make it easy. Come up with one backstage later. Oh, <laughs> We could be people have let people drop in comments if they're listening to yeah, this. Yeah, maybe we can, have the, we can have the people pick. Drop comments if you want to want to. Whoever that person is, in. give us a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I have a you, DJ. Anyone, 
if, I have a feeling if anyone takes up in your offer, we're just gonna get a bunch of go fuck yourselves. Yeah, I was gonna say shut the fuck up would be yeah, a tagline. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh I think that does it for this week. Yeah. We're gonna be yeah, low. Oh, we're gonna be absolutely loaded. Next week? Yeah. Yeah, we got one special guest lined up and we're I'm working on another one, so you're definitely gonna wanna tune in. You wanna hint yeah, at sure. You wanna hint at who it is? Uh he wears number seventeen and he plays quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we would break the internet. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wears thirty two. Oh, no. <laughs> come on, dog. As much we got the goop, we got wild goose. <laughs> yep, we got wild. <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me this? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we had to go to the forest to find him. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, peace Later. out, breakers. Yeah.